Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, here to help us recap today's Vikings win over the Lions uh, is Nick Edlin from here at the Viking Age. Uh, he's been on the show in the past, and we're just going to try and figure out what uh, what happened today. So welcome to the show, Nick. Well, thanks for having me. And yeah, we, we did get a win, but it sure doesn't really feel like it. <laughs> it was the losingest win. Yeah, it's it, I can't remember a game ever, a win, kind of ever feeling like this before, where it's like, they won, yeah, but I don't know. Well, the game, I mean, it was... What was it? We're gonna go try to go up nineteen to six, and the game was basically gonna be iced at that point. Yeah. I mean, there was no way Lions gonna come back in. You, you missed the field goal, which was bizarre to start with because it looked like it was going right through. They put mm-hmm. the points up on the scoreboard, mm-hmm. and it was no good. And then you know, Lions somehow get back into the game, but um, just just bizarre, just bizarre <laughs> finish there. All right, like we typically do on these recap episodes, we go over positives. And negative, since the Vikings won, we'll go over the positives first, I'm sure. There aren't there aren't a whole lot, uh, but I mean, like we said, they won. And, uh, you know, I'll just start with, with Greg Joseph. He uh, hit the 54-yard game-winning field goal. He had four field goals today. I believe um, two of them were over 50. Um, and then he had that, he missed the one that was like 48 or 49, which was short. So it's kind of weird that he can just hit 50 plus yarders, but then be short on 49 yards. Uh, but, you know, he, I feel like he redeemed himself. This was more of a Greg Joseph game, I feel like, than uh, a Vikings game where, like, he's going to get the most out of this game than probably just about anyone else on this team. And, you know, I feel. I feel happy for him because he he took a lot of uh, a lot of blame for that Cardinals loss uh, a couple weeks ago when he missed the thirty seven yarder to win the game and he gets this shot and probably gets a, a boost of confidence. Well, yeah, absolutely, and you know that's the big thing is like you know he he had the shot where he he blew the game and now he has the shot to come back and make that game winning kick and he nails it and you, what you said I, I'm I'm much more confident when he kicks from fifty four fifty three than yeah. when he's. Yeah. inside 40 yards i just feel like that is his range that's mm-hmm. his wheelhouse mm-hmm. and uh when he's got shorter ones i get nervous but really overall now when greg joseph comes out to kick i'm starting to feel a little more confident and and not you know just get that pit in my stomach every time the vikings go for a field goal maybe that's why they just held the ball for 10 seconds and didn't spike it because they didn't want him to kick a 40 yard field goal they wanted it to be over 50 exactly <laughs> exactly no they know they know where he's money from so <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, I think another is. positive. Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. A, what's a positive that you have? Oh, another one is uh, Christian Derrissaw getting in there and actually yep. looking pretty damn good. Um, it was weird how they used him, though. He he comes in mm-hmm. kind of just a start of a middle of the drive in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, did Rashad Hill get hurt? What happened right. there? And then um, 
and he looks good. And then also the next drive, it's Rashad Hill. And what happens the first play? Rashad <laughs> Hill's knocked on his butt, and uh, Trey Flowers gets the sack, or maybe it was uh-huh. Charles Harris. I don't know who it was, but uh, Darius looked good. He was yep. anchoring. He was powerful. He's big. He's wide. And, and when he was in there, um, there wasn't much pressure coming from Kirk Cousins' blindside. So no. I, from moving on, I, I hope they just go with Darius and you know Rashad Hill's back to being a backup. Yeah, I think the only sack that was allowed from that side when Darisaw was in there was when there was a tight end. I think it was like Ellison or something that was yep. um, on the defensive end, which is dumb anyways to have the tight end blocking your blind side exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> by himself. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I did like to see, I liked seeing Christian Darisaw out there. I don't understand their plan of treating it kind of like a preseason game where they're kind of mixing them in there or not. I feel like when it's the regular season, you either need to have someone out there the whole game or not at all. Um, I don't, yeah, and especially when it's someone like Rashad Hill where Darisaw doesn't have to do that much to be better than him. He just has to kind of just be average because every time Rashad Hill goes in there, he just gets bulldozed over mm-hmm. and looks, you know, it's great that he can fill in. I don't even know, I, I don't even feel comfortable saying that he can fill in because he really can't. He's he's good for, okay, a couple plays to come in yep. if someone gets hurt, but he's not, I don't understand what, what the hesitation is with, with Darisaw. You picked him in the first round. I understand he's coming back from an injury or whatever, but he's been practicing for a couple weeks. Uh, it was going against the Lions. It's not like they have um, the le- this lethal pass rush. And now if you're going to start him next week, his first start, the Panthers' pass rush is pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, I think next week, though, at least, they need to figure out one or the other. Don't do not do this, you know, in and out thing against the Panthers because they're, they're going to be too good for that and they're going to mess you up real good. Yeah, there's just nothing we need to see from Rashad Hill. We know what we got, no. and it's not good, so it's time to make the move. Um, I also liked what I saw from Patrick Peterson. Mm-hmm. I felt like he made a couple good stops, had a couple good pass breakups. I feel like he's, uh, I feel like he's getting more comfortable in the defense compared to earlier in the year when he might have he gave it, gave up a couple, uh, you know, passes to DeAndre Hopkins and stuff. His mind might have been elsewhere during that Cardinals game. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's been arguably one of the best you know defensive players the Vikings have had this year. Um, totally different than the other side of the field where the other cornerback is. Uh, but I, I liked what I've seen from, from Patrick Peterson. Uh, I don't know if he's going to come back next year. If I was him, I probably wouldn't. Um, but I like what I've seen, and he's uh, he's a good person to have, especially for Zimmer. I feel like him and Zimmer probably get along well because he's a corner, and mm-hmm. Zimmer's a corner guy. But, uh, yeah, I, I like what I've seen from Patrick Pearson so far. Yeah, I thought he was real solid today, and it was weird the Lions kept throwing at him. It's like... Okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. (laughs) Keep doing it. It's fine. Have you seen Bashad Breland play? Why are you targeting Patrick Mm -hmm. Peterson? I don't know. Um, And I think we got to give some love to Alexander Madison. Um, I know he had the fumble, but the Lions run defense, I don't know what happened. They were actually pushing our line back, and they were, it was tough sledding for Madison. You know, he was grinding Mm -hmm. away. He was getting two yards here, two yards there. He had the one big run, but Mm -hmm. when he finished for 100 and what was it, 20, 113 yards on the ground. He added uh, 40 through the air on seven catches. So he ran hard. Um, and really, I think we all know Madison, can. he's a capable back. He can handle the mm-hmm. loaders. The Vikings just don't let him get many touches a game when Cook's healthy. So I'd like to see him mixed in a little bit more when Cook does come mm-hmm. back. But uh, I thought Madison played really great today. Yeah, I think they need to do that because both of the times Cook has been out, they've won. And it's mm-hmm. because they've been able to – I know Madison had over 30 touches today, but I feel it feels like – they don't try 
and make him the center of their offense like they do with Dalvin Cook, which is understandable because Dalvin Cook is, you know, he's not just an average running back. He's an upper level running back. But at the same time, you got someone like Madison who can probably help you extend the, you know, health of Cook throughout the season. You look at the, someone like the Browns, they have Nick Chubb and, and, uh, who else do they have over there? Cream Hunt. Uh, yeah, Cream Hunt. And they use those guys great. Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys are probably going to be healthy for the entire season because they're not, you know, getting pounded every, you know, time they get the ball. But yeah, I liked what I saw from Madison. I would like to see him mixed in more. Will they do it? I'm not going to hold out hope. Um, <laughs> well, so. it's, 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 this coach is not making decisions that make a whole lot of sense lately. So, is it Kubiak won't. though, or is it Zimmer? Do you think? I don't know. I, because I really Zimmer is always know. we're always like Zimmer's a defensive guy, and he doesn't really get involved in the offense. But then we hear like you know if there's something he doesn't like, then he's gonna you know let them know. But then he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't really know what goes on in the offense. So it's like, is it him? Is is it Kubiak? Is it other people on the staff? Like, because today, because yeah. we can just. Uh, we can just get into the negatives. I think we had a couple. I had a couple more positives. It was like Justin Jefferson in the Obviously, first half, yeah. Everson Griffin getting two sacks, Daniel Hunter, Eric Kendricks getting a pick. Like, but we can just get right into the negatives because yes, today's no, uh, play calling was 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 not good. If you're gonna go, I mean, it got Mitch Anthony Barr. I thought he his presence was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he made some nice plays. And, they didn't have know, to ease him in today, though. They didn't have to ease him in, and I, I don't know. He's an interesting, but yeah, if you look at the most disappointing player, the biggest negative is Clint Kubiak in the play calling today. Mm -hmm. It was gutless. It was not creative. There was no flow to the offense whatsoever. Um, And it was just mind boggling at times, the plays they were calling. And it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch the fan. You got this team coming with a horrible secondary, depleted secondary. Mm -hmm. How many shots did we take? I don't remember seeing many down the field shots unless I was watching the wrong game. In the second half. Yeah. Well, none. I mean, just that deep, long, bro. it was like a thirty-yard. I think just that long pass in the beginning to to Jefferson, the thirty-yarder. Mm-hmm. But that was yeah, that was really it. Like yeah, I didn't know that the Legion of Boom was on the the Lions today. Exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was just and cousin. I don't know. I mean, cousins seem a little bit hesitant at times. Mm-hmm. Like he, did, you know, he'll pat the ball before he throws, and a couple times he did the pat and he just held it. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. The whole flow of the offense just wasn't there today. I yeah, it's really, that on Clint it's, yeah, it's really weird. You look at Cousins and how well he played in the first three games and the last two games, he's just kind of, it feels like he's kind been kind of timid, I guess. Not as aggra- aggressive, like trying to take shots downfield, even though, not even downfield, just like getting the ball to Jefferson or even KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Just like chuck it up for your guys. They can go and get it. Like you don't, it doesn't yep. have to be perfect. You don't they don't have to be wide open for you to throw them the ball and I feel like if they're not then he's just like, "Oh, I'm just going to throw it to CJ Ham or mm-hmm. Alexander Madison or Amir Abdullah." And it's just like that's that's n- you might as well just throw it away cuz you're not doing anything with with those anyway. So um it just feels like he's timid. Like you look at the Seahawks game, he was ridiculous. He yeah. he, he looked like he didn't even look like Kirk Cousins out there with how well he was playing. And, and yeah, just I'm curious about the play calling today. If it was just like, okay, we think we're going to beat the Lions. So let's try and like play the game where we're the least people are going to get hurt, which yeah, is, it was, which is it, dumb to do in football because you're going to get hurt no matter what. 
they called the game not to lose instead of winning, yeah. and it almost came back and bit them. It really did come back and bite them, but mm-hmm. luckily they were able to march down and, and pull it out. But yeah, it was just, and I thought Kubiak, you know, I thought he called a great game in Arizona, a great game in, uh-huh. in Seattle, and these last two games are kind of stinkers. So first time coordinator, he's going to have his ups and downs. But yeah, I mean, another guy, I think you got to say, disappointing today was, uh, or at least a negative, Adam Thielen. I mean, where was he? He wasn't even targeted. Yeah. Early in the first half. And then we see in a really uncharacteristic drop that he had. Mm-hmm. I think that was in the third quarter, maybe. Third or fourth. Uh, hit him right in the hands. And then he like kind of bobbled it, tried to, you know, bring it in. He couldn't do it. So and then, and I think Thielen was pretty quiet against the Browns too. He so. was you only had three catches. And it's kinda of two two games in a row where Thielen just kinda of hasn't mm-hmm. been uh his normal self and you know, our offense. We need Adam Thielen going. And mm-hmm. as good as Justin Jefferson was today, you still gotta have nineteen involved. Yeah, Thielen, I think he just had those two catches at the end that, you know, they helped, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he only had one target before then the entire game, and I can't imagine that he was being double-covered uh, by the Lions. So I, I don't understand why he was – I thought him and I thought him and Cousins were, like, you know, connected at the hip. Like, they, they yeah. targeted so much, but I guess that's Jefferson's role now, but he wasn't even targeting Je- Jefferson in the second half either. So I'm curious to see, like – when the people, the people who dive into like the all 22 and stuff, like if they come out and look and see if like the lions were like running this really complex defense, which I don't think they were, um, in the second half to shut down Justin Jefferson. But yeah, I, I can't imagine Adam Thielen wasn't getting open. KJ Osborne wasn't getting open. Like, uh, why were these guys getting targets in the first couple games? And now all of a sudden it's like, we're just going to run Adam or Alexander Madison for three yards. Uh, you yeah. know, every other play, second and 10, you know, we got to run the ball. Well, they they threw into Ben Ellison today. Like you don't, he's a blocker. Don't throw him the ball. And it was saw <laughs> why he should not get a target. Um, yeah. All right. I had a big problem with the drive at the end of the first half. So they get the ball. I yeah. What were they up like? Uh, 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 it was the same score. It was mostly it was was the thirteen to or ten to three or third. I know they were by a touchdown. Yeah, I think it was 13, 13, 13 6, 13 3. 13 6. Yeah, 13 6. So they get the ball. It's like there's like 40 seconds left. They got two timeouts. They can at least probably get another field goal. We know Greg Joseph can kick from 50 plus. So you got two timeouts. They had two timeouts at the end of the first half or at the end of the second half. That's how they won the game. Um, and they just run the ball twice to Alexander Madison. Like, like, it, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why? That was even the weird part. The weird part was the first play was. Like they ran it right away, then they waited. Like they, yeah. they let the clock tick down, but then they, they, ran they the... run Madison with like four seconds left, and he gets just schmucked by Tracy Walker. Like, <laughs> I, uh, why? Why would you run a play there if you're not? I mean, obviously you made yeah. the decision they let the, the clock, and you had time to do it. And then they run a. It was trying to throw him off. I don't know what that was, and that's you look at Mike Zimmer inside. What what is with him? Two minutes left in the first half. It's been a disaster every single game this year, and this yeah. wasn't as disastrous as the last three games, but. Still very, very mind-boggling head scratching. You could say that it came back, back to bite them. Cause if, if they get three points at the end of that half, then they're the game's not tied. If the Lions go for two or whatever, they're still mm-hmm. they're still leading. Yeah. So like, and you can't do that. You can't do that when you go play the Packers or or next no. week against the Panthers or the Cowboys. You can't do that stuff. Like, why why are you so aggressive against these other teams? But then you know, you go against a team that you know obviously. Doesn't have a win, but they're still hungry. They want oh, yeah. you to be their first win. They're they're not gonna just sit down. There's they almost won. They did. They played hard for as depleted <laughs> as and 
you know, devoid of talent that roster is. Dan Campbell had them fired up. They're ready to go today, and uh, they almost pulled it out. Yeah, I was not expecting the Vikings to win after they got that two point conversion. I was like, oh, cool. They just lost to the Lions. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about Rashad Hill. I don't think we need to beat on him anymore. No. Uh, we could talk about Rashad Breland. Um, is he trying to get cut? Yeah, his tweets or what? His tweets when he was getting Play? booed and he's like, yeah, give it to me. Like, yeah, what is, I, I, <laughs> what's going on? With well, he wasn't great today, but it was actually probably his best game in purple. I thought, yeah. um, he's taking credit for overthrows, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. He's, he, he likes to go for the interception. He can't really tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like he almost wants to, you know, get cut and try to get back with KC or something because yeah. it's, He's just he's just not good. I mean, we saw a difference last week when Dancer came in and, and played uh-huh. for him. Um, you actually have a, a corner who can tackle, who can cover, and you you don't feel so exposed in that one side of the field when Breland's out there. It just feels like it's a, a free play every time. Yeah, Dancer's been out for a couple, like since what Monday? So he should be back soon. He could have been back on Wednesday or Thursday because he's vaccinated, and he if he gets back to back. Negative yeah, tests yeah. or whatever, he can be back. So he must really, you know, have full blown COVID. So you know, hopefully he's able to recover and yeah, get back to to normal. But yeah, Breland, like, I'm just like, is he? Is what's he? He looks like a, a wrestling heel out there with the booze, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> give it to me. Like he he's embracing it, which is which is hilarious to watch. But you're like, I don't even. I, how is that helping anybody? Yeah. Especially when it's home. And he and does he realize he wouldn't have been playing if Dantzler was healthy? Like, I don't know. I don't know if he cares. <laughs> <laughs> He's and then he gets on Twitter. And he gets in with the fans. I mean, I'm sure he'll get fined or yeah. What's whatever. with what's with Vikings corners after wins going on Twitter and you know ruining everyone's mood? I don't know. Not that I don't it was know. the greatest after today's win, but still. No, I don't think there was. Uh, our our post game show was not overly positive at all today. So I think uh, it's just. I think a lot of people feel. Happy they won, but just just not very impressed. Did you have any other negatives? Um, there's a guy. There's a guy that you you you've been writing about. He's a tight well, end that they I was going to mention Chris Herndon. And yeah, his, yeah. You know, his costly penalties. Um, the one was pretty ticky tacky. That little yeah. crack back. I thought that was a little. But I mean, those two penalties came at huge times. I think the mm-hmm. one was on the Adam Thielen one where he caught it and kind of scored through and got. I think he was inside the five, maybe even. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other one was on a was it on a Jefferson catch or something. Yeah, that no, also would have been a first down. I think both of those penalties knocked us back, and I think we ended up having to punt or field goal or something. But Chris Herndon, what? Why did we give him a fourth round pick? <laughs> a fourth rounder. I thought he could catch. We haven't. He's had like two targets, I think. Uh, he's got more penalties than catches this year, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So he's he's having an impact. We did get something <laughs> out of our fourth round pick. It's just it's a lot of penalties and bad plays. So yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't understand how the Vikings gave up gave up a fourth round pick for him. Like what? I I don't understand like what's going on with that. So it was desperation, and you know that's one thing too. The, the really the tight end position, as far as receiver today, was kind of missing. Cronkin only had two catches, yeah. but you know it's like when the all else fails, you can always kind of rely on our tight ends to step up. And today that wasn't there. But they didn't. I don't even know if they wanted anyone to like explode because they just wanted to run the clock out and. Get out of there, and move on next week because that's the way it seemed. They just didn't. It didn't seem like they wanted to be there. Is really what it, it felt like. And then, well, yeah. yeah, go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, you feel like this team is one that they needed to have that decisive win. They needed yeah. to win, but we had so many close games to actually go up, win by two, three scores would have been would have been huge. But then you see yeah. the celebration at the end of today's game, and maybe it looked like they won the Super Bowl. They always set up great jokes. <laughs> they, I mean, they did. Come on, you just beat the Lions on the last second field goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I didn't see Zimmer's press conference, but I heard that he was not, you know, jovial uh, during it because even he was like, we probably shouldn't have won that game. Um, I did see his his uh like his speech locker room speech and it was probably one of the like least inspiring because he was like, <laughs> we won but we did a lot wrong. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything they're gonna put in the Hall of Fame of no. speeches. But I did not like the like fire Zimmer trending or whatever after the game. I'm like, I understand people want him gone, and if they lost, then I could understand that. But they just won. I know it's they just barely beat the Lions but like in the NFL I feel like a win is a win and next week could be totally different we've seen this before where like the Vikings struggle against these teams they should beat and they go out in the following week or a couple weeks later and play you know at this high level against one of the better teams in their conference or in the NFL they almost beat the Cardinals who are 5-0 and right now mm-hmm. they should have beat the Cardinals because you know Greg Joseph missed that you know they lost to the Browns by 7 Browns look pretty darn good. They lost to the Chargers today. Chargers are good. Um, but yeah, the the fire Mike Zimmer stuff. Like he's I he won today, so I I feel like a midseason firing. Unless they get blown out next week, like he's probably going to be there till the end of the season. I would think so. There's not you know unless you move up Andre Patterson. I don't know if there's anybody on the staff you want to put in. That's as, the as thing too. Coach. Like who who are you going to put in there? But. His son? I was. I've been. A, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I've been a big Zimmer supporter, but I am starting to see that you know it. Yeah. It, the writing's on the wall here. Yeah. His side of the ball is defense. Our defense has been a problem all mm-hmm. year. We can't stop the run. Um, it doesn't look any. We got all these new players, and it looks very similar to what we saw last year. When we're playing with guys off the street at at many positions. So I do think the Mike Zimmer double A gap scheme has been figured out, has been solved by offenses in the league, and it's no longer. The com, you know, the complex that's going to confuse these quarterbacks and at the line of scrimmage. They know what to do. They know what to check out to, and it's been exposed. So, and well, I do they feel, do they even really use it like they used to? I feel like they they show that they're going to blitz, and I feel like they hardly ever do. I don't know if he's maybe he's just overthinking it or something. I don't know. He's trying to make it too cute, too complex. Because you'll too, see Kendricks and Barr or whatever yeah. go up in in the gaps, and then like I feel like they always just back up and cover. And I'm I like, know. what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, that and it's just his, some of his decisions. Like we've seen it yeah. inside the two minutes of the first half, uh, squibbing it to the Cardinals when they had forty <laughs> seconds and two timeouts. That made no sense. They scored on that. Um, his his poor clock management. There's just I just feel like the NFL is starting to pass him by a little bit. So that's no, I I agree. I think it's it's definitely getting to the point where you know I feel like if the Vikings don't make the NFC championship, I think Zimmer's gone. I don't I don't care if they make the, the playoffs. Obviously if they finish like with the number one seed and they get upset in the divisional round, then he's probably not getting fired. But I feel like the owners are getting a little uh impatient. They have to be. And he's been there what, eight years? Yeah, that's he's, everything. He's not getting younger. He's in his sixties. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and yeah, like we said, he's a defensive guy and his defense don't tell him this, but you know, his defense is not 
performing the way that we're used to seeing from a, a Zimmer defense. They're giving up a ton of yards, but they're you know they're not giving up points, and that's what he'll he'll mention. Be like, well, we only gave up one touchdown to the Browns. Only gave up, you know, what today? Seventeen points to the Lions. Uh, you know, week week before was like what seventeen to the Seahawks. You know, so mm. he doesn't see the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's definitely a problem there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think this is probably gonna be his last year. And my question is, if he goes to Spielman, go and is it a whole new regime change? I don't think so. Thing? You don't think so? No, I think Spielman's been there. What two thousand six? So. I feel like they're gonna they'll let Spielman probably pick another guy, and if that doesn't work out, then yeah, then then he'll be gone. But um, any any guys maybe you can think of that are maybe on like your short list that you would want to see the Vikings check out? Well, banning me from uh, from Kansas City is always yep. intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, you know, he was a Viking. Uh, was there Dable, the guy uh, OC the in Buffalo? Yep. yep. And those are two that that kind of stick. on. then uh, what's his name over in? Um, Dallas, the uh, former Kellen, quarterback. Kellen uh, Moore? Yes. Kellen Moore. Yes, yes, yes. I think he's another name that's intriguing. Um, a young and upcoming. I, I prefer an offensive mind, um, I think, this time. You know, yeah, I love but, him. Hired Zimmer. It's who I wanted. We got him. And, yeah. But, again, I think his time's come. I think it's in his showing. And, you know, there's that shot of him on the sideline just with his head down. I think it was Ole Udo <laughs> Hold. You know, it's, it, it said so much. I, I just <laughs> – Mm-hmm. You know some of these losses they've had, and just some of these these this talent, especially in defense, just not playing up to snuff. I think is really wearing on them. Yeah. Oh, being the Vikings coach is definitely wearing on them. Oh, yeah. Have you seen pictures of him when he first got to the Vikings, and and now it's like not the same person. Um, I off the top of my head, I I was I think I wrote something about this actually earlier this week on the Viking Age, and I mentioned uh, Joe Brady from the Panthers, the, yeah. their OC, and I'm like, if you can get Sam Darnold to look, you know, halfway yeah. decent, then then I feel pretty good about you. He's also Justin Jefferson's former receivers coach at LSU, so mm-hmm. if there's anyone know, that knows, you know, to get him the ball, um, then that's going to be be him. So I, I would, he's, an, he's a young offensive mind. It's kind yep. of the, the mold that, that people like. And there's a sleeper that I, I like, which is Mike Tomlin, because I feel like, Steelers haven't won a playoff game since 2016. If they miss the playoffs and, and Roethlisberger leaves, maybe they just want to start all over. They want to start yeah. with a completely new regime. He's been there for a while. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else, you know, a fresh start. He was with the Vikings before he went to the Steelers. He's a very good coach. I don't think he's ever had a losing record um, with the Steelers. But that's a, that's a long shot, I feel like. Yeah, that would uh, be a nice, you know, flip from the the young up and comer thing to have this experienced guy who's you know a proven track record isn't yeah and i mean everything zimmer does wrong he does right as far as the clock management uh-huh. smart in-game decisions um yeah tom would be awesome it'd be yeah. huge so we will see maybe we'll be uh talking more about this at the end of the season but that's all i got today uh where can people follow you on twitter nick and i know you have a youtube show well. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Lepagus and then the One Bar and Lepagus show on YouTube. And that's just YouTube, right? It's not a podcast? No, it's, it's, it's videos. It's YouTube, yep. All right, go check that out. Subscribe to that. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.
you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.